0: Welcome, my name is Naya August, and this is Living on the Veg, a podcast designed to outline the various benefits of a plant-based diet. If you have a specific topic you would like covered or any questions in general, as always, please don't hesitate to reach out. Without further ado, let's get into it. So welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to be focusing on the health benefits of plant-based eating Now, to clarify, I'm in no way a nutritional expert, however, the research I've conducted on the subject has been thorough and is supported by non-industry funded studies. Far too often when we look at modern studies, they're supported by or financially funded by particular industries or organizations, so the results or conclusions of studies can be swayed to support a particular bias. Just to give an example of this, more than 60% of the studies analyzing eggs and their impact on health are funded by the egg industry. And many of these studies have also shown to be designed in a way that allows their narrative to be proven right, even if it's not. Now, why is this problematic? Well, many of the results of these studies may be downplaying the health risks associated with the consumption of certain foods. And this is especially true with eggs because Um, of the non-industry funded studies showing that there is a correlation between eggs and various health risks. So in this episode, I am not going to be advocating for another fad diet or a simple pill. Oftentimes, the answer to living a long healthy life is something that many people don't want to hear, that ultimately being good nutrition and exercise. But when we say good nutrition, that term can be pretty vague. And in schools, we aren't always educated on what exactly that means. And there's also just a lot of misinformation out there on the internet specifically. As a disclaimer, I want to provide a quote from the American Dietetic Association stating that an appropriately planned vegetarian and vegan diet can be healthful, nutritionally adequate, and can provide health benefits in preventing and treating diseases. A purposely planned vegetarian or vegan diet is helpful for people during all stages of life, including pregnancy, lactation, infancy, childhood, and adolescence, and for athletes. One question that I get a lot as a vegan is do you feel less healthy being vegan? And I tend to surprise people when I tell them the opposite is true. And since going vegan, I've actually become extremely aware of what I'm putting into my body because every nutrient counts in my case. And keeping track of my calories, macronutrients, and micronutrients using apps like Chronometer have really been effective in making me more aware of exactly what I'm consuming and ensuring that I'm receiving adequate amounts of everything. To clarify in this episode, I am advocating for a whole foods plant-based diet, and there are some differences between a vegan and whole food, plant-based diet, and that generally is determined by how processed a product or food naturally is. Vegans for example are permitted to consume meat substitutes, so think Beyond Burgers, vegan nuggets, non-dairy ice cream, but these these products are often highly processed and filled with large quantities of sodium and fats. And though there are enormous environmental benefits to eating these products over animal products, the health benefits don't make for a significant improvement or strong argument. Though it is worth mentioning that the red meat substitutes of these foods do not contain carcinogens, such as the nitrates combined with other chemicals um, like several red meats contain. And a whole food plant-based diet, however, promotes the need for, as the name suggests, more whole foods, meaning less processed foods. So think legumes like chickpeas, lentils, and black beans, and then also whole grains like quinoa, oats, and brown rice. And lastly, um, whole fruits and vegetables, and then fruits with no additives. So minimally processed, that's the goal. So first, let's look into what research has to say about the general health of the U.S. population. Um, To summarize, we are sick, and there's just no easy way to put that approximately 42.4% of the U.S. population is obese. And to briefly clarify, these numbers are being pulled from the Center of Disease Control website. Um, Anyways, the number for severe obesity is 9.2%. And of course, obesity in itself has the potential to cause a huge array of other issues, such as type 2 diabetes. So actually, a little over 1 in 10 Americans currently have type 2 diabetes, and approximately 1 in 3 have prediabetes, meaning that they're on the path towards full-blown diabetes. Some other concerning facts are that approximately 1 in 4 deaths in the United States are a result of heart disease, which is the country's leading cause of death. And one in six deaths are a result of cancer, but what if I told you that you didn't have to be one of those statistics? I mean, you can't necessarily prevent death. You can only prolong life, but you don't have to be another statistic. And there are options, and it's never too late to start living a healthier lifestyle now. But we can't avoid death, but we can prolong life and make ourselves more comfortable whilst we're alive. And having to take various medications for preventable diseases isn't fun, especially considering how painful many of these diseases are. And one way to reduce your chances of acquiring various diseases is by, you guessed it, eating more whole food, plant-based options. And what's alarming is that one in 10 Americans are actually consuming the recommended amount of produce, which is likely a primary reason for many of these health issues, honestly. A whole food plant-based diet, however, um, has been shown to be highly effective in preventing many of these diseases simply because it facilitates one's ability to get those um, nutrient goals in. Now one question that I personally get a lot of being vegan is where do you get your protein from? Now before getting into the answer of this, I wanted to clear up some misconceptions around protein, where it comes from, and how much do we really need. And when people think about protein, people tend to immediately think of meat containing the most adequate amount of protein more than any other food source. And yes, meat and animal products do contain high levels of protein, no doubt. um, But so are various plants, which we tend to forget about. (laughs) So something people fail to realize about protein is that all protein originally comes from plants. Let me repeat that. All protein originally comes from plants. So when we consume an animal or animal product, for example, we're essentially eating the protein from an indirect source because that animal likely had to get their protein from some kind of plant or animal source in the food chain. So as a little biology lesson, how this works is that within plants, glucose combines with nitrates and is then absorbed from the soil to create amino acids ultimately providing the plant with protein, which then animals consume in large quantities to get their protein. So because we are humans and conscious animals, I'm not saying it's in our nature to go outside and eat grass, but when you look at our closest evolutionary ancestors, which is ultimately the chimpanzee, uh, sharing 99% of our DNA with, Um, it's worth looking at their diet and seeing how we have evolved to consume plants, more so than meat for protein. And the diet of a chimpanzee is primarily vegetarian in which they consume primarily fruits, um, seeds, berries, leaves, blossoms, and on more rare occasions, um, things like insects and bird eggs that can be found within trees. So our DNA history is more adapted to consuming plants rather than the quantities of meat and high protein intake that we consume today. And we can see this when analyzing the mortality rates of, um, from various diseases between meat eaters and vegans that I will get into just momentarily. But to answer the question, where do I get my protein from as a vegan? Um, there's a few options. So there's tofu, tempeh, and edamame, which, wait, let me clear this up, because contrary to popular belief, soy does not grow your boobs. (laughs) And this is a very popular myth for some reason, and um, widely believed. But there have been many claims that there are estrogen-like compounds within soy that cause your boobs to grow, but that's been debunked by research, and it's concerning to have that type of myth be so widely believed, especially since dairy products contain actual estrogen, and they're not actually mimicking it. It actually is estrogen, Um, yet no one talks about that. So anything um, like that. Some other protein options include lentils, chickpeas, peanuts, almonds, peas, and various other sources, but those are just to name a few. So when comparing the lifespans between omnivores and vegans, according to the Oxford Vegetarian Study, uh, data showed that vegans had lower total and LDL cholesterol accounts, and this is often known as the bad cholesterol than meat eaters did, and vegetarians and fish eaters as well. And it found that death rates were lower in non-meat eaters than in meat eaters for each of the mortality reasons studied, which were ultimately heart disease and various forms of cancer. And according to another study led by Dr. Michael J. Orlich at Loma Linda University, and I quote, "'Vegans may benefit from a 12% lower risk of death from all causes compared with people who eat meat.'" And this primarily traces back to heart disease which is the leading cause of death in the United States. And animal products have been proven to increase the buildup of fatty deposits of, in the cur- coronary arteries, I can't say that word, uh, which ultimately leads to issues within the heart and causes strokes. And it's also the fact that heme iron that is abundant in animal products such as red meat, poultry, and seafood. And I quote from a study led by uh, Jamohan Huda, a research um, scientist at Lee O'Hin Laboratory. And he says that high heme iron intake is associated with increased risk of several cancers, including, corale- cor- <laughs> I can't speak today, colorectal cancer, pancreatic cancer, and lung cancer. And there also showed a correlation between heme iron and type two diabetes, And according to a Mayo Clinic article that I found, um, female vegans are 25% less likely to acquire breast cancer in their life. And looking at a study published by the Journal of American Heart Association that studied more than 100,000 women for 20 years, they found that, and I quote, the women in the study who ate more protein from plant-based sources had an associated lower risk of death related to heart disease and dementia In a lower risk of all-cause mortality, or death from all causes in comparison to women who ate more red meat, dairy, and eggs. So this poses the question, is it the meat causing the cancer, or is it the increase in vegetable and fruit consumption that is decreasing those cancer risks? And what I found is that it's a combination of both. So the heme iron increases the risk and then the consumption of nutritious fruits and vegetables, legumes, and all that good stuff is what protects ourselves. And uh, fiber is also important, especially in preventing colon cancers. And there are various studies that you can look into yourself if you wanna find more information on how plant-based eating can positively influence your health. But again, be wary of what industries are funding um, particular studies by and what objectives behind a particular organization may be. And only this way can you ensure that the information you're looking at is accurate and not biased. All right, I'm signing off. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you.